Have you ever wondered what goes on behind the scenes at your favorite theme parks? Well, you're about to find out. So pull the harness all the way over your shoulders till it reaches your lap. Keep arms and legs inside the train at all times. And hold on, because it's time for the Theme Park Legends Podcast with your host, Steve Honeycutt. Greetings, traveler, and welcome to another episode of Theme Park Legends, the show that takes you behind the magic of your favorite theme parks through the power of words and imagination. I'm your host, Steve Honeycutt. I'd like you all to know that Theme Park Legends is now a part of the Art Network, which is a collection of great podcasts such as Bar Talk, the Art Podcast, America's Hometown Horror, the Old Colony Cast, and Retro Redoctopus. Are you a horror fan? Well, the crew of America's Hometown Horror Podcast recently went to America's oldest wooden jail to tell ghost stories. You can check out that podcast or any of the other Art podcasts on inebriart.com. My name is Ray, and I can't sleep. What happens when you try to sleep? I feel like I'm dreaming, but I'm awake, and I can't move. I think you were sleepwalking. You emptied your pocket, sat back down, and went back to sleep. There were some rough-looking characters on the bus, so I grabbed your stuff and sat next to you so no one would try anything. So you saw someone who needed help and you helped them? That is the most un-LA thing I've ever heard. I've gone over the audio and I think I found something. Something good? That's the guy. The one they've been talking about. Are you sure? Let's get him. Do you think it's aliens? It's odd, but I don't think it's anything that crazy. Are you sure? Or maybe you're just being closed-minded. I just don't know who to trust anymore. When there's nothing left to believe in, believe in sense, 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 sense. It's Ray Cancel, coming this October to wherever you get podcasts. Yes, you just heard the trailer for Ray Can't Sleep, a 10 episode long, full cast, fully scored paranormal audio drama. Ray Can't Sleep is the story of Ray, a struggling LA-based musician, who sounds a lot like me, who hasn't slept in over a month. His search for a cure leads him into the underbelly of Hollywood, where he inadvertently unearths a conspiracy which has been hiding in plain sight since the dawn of mankind. (laughs) If you're a fan of movies such as They Live or Eyes Wide Shut, or podcasts like Heaven's Cryptids or The Black Tapes, you're sure to love Ray Can't Sleep. You can subscribe now by going to raycantsleep.com. That way, you're sure to get the first episode, which drops October 29th. Now, on today's episode, Lee Mansfield takes us through the employee-only corridors of Disney World. Lee was a victim, I mean participant, in Disney's summer college program, not once, but twice. First as a janitor, and second in food service. That was enough of experience that Lee then penned a college paper comparing Disney to Scientology. Now let's hurry up and go to my interview with Lee Mansfield before Disney flags at his hate speech. Ladies and gentlemen, with me today, all the way from Philadelphia, is Lee Mansfield. Lee, how's it going? Uh, It's going pretty good. Fantastic. So uh, word on the street is that you've worked at a theme park. I sure have. Yeah, which theme park was it and what'd you do? I worked at uh, MGM mm-hmm. for one summer, and then uh, two years later, I worked at the Magic Kingdom. All in uh, Disney World, in case someone's living under a rock and doesn't know. And you know nowadays that MGM is called Hollywood Studios, right? I have heard that, yeah. yep. But I, I worked there in 1997. Nice, nice. Well, I want to hear all about it. But first, do you remember your first time ever going to a theme park as a guest? I don't know if I specifically remember, but I know that there was a theme park near where I grew up that I used to go to a lot mm-hmm. called King's Castle Land. Cool. Well, what was that like? It was, uh, it was in Massachusetts. It was a very small, very old school theme park that mm. I think was built in the 1940s or something. And it had all these kind of fairy tale type of things. And they had like this dragon you could climb that 
uh, had fire coming out of his mouth. And Ooh, that sounds like fun. Uh, yeah, it was cool. You know, did they have some cool coasters or just all really like old school, maybe not too scary sort of things? It was mostly old school, not too scary mm-hmm. things, but they put in a roller coaster yeah. uh, in my lifetime. That was this very small roller coaster, but mm. it seemed really cool as a, uh, you know, like an eight year old. Yeah. Do you think maybe that was your first roller coaster you ever went on? It might have been. So uh, what brought you to uh, Disney World? Uh, well, I had a really good friend of mine uh, who had moved. I grew up in Massachusetts and a good friend of mine had moved to the Orlando area after high school mm-hmm. and he worked at Disney and he told me about their college program that they did. Mm-hmm. And so uh, when I was in, in school, I ended up going and interviewing for the college program uh, and went down there and worked for a summer. And uh, I liked it enough that two summers later, I went down and did the same thing again. So before your employment there, would you consider yourself like a, a big Disney guy? Not a big Disney guy, but mm. I had been to Disney World a couple times. Yeah. Uh, I liked it, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like the I like the movies, you know. Yeah, sure, sure. Here and there. Did they have like an interview at your high school or? Oh, uh, well, it was, I was in college. Oh, college. It, it, it was, I went to a uh, fairly small art school mm-hmm. and so they did interviews at the bigger universities in Boston. Mm-hmm. And so I went to the one that was at Northeastern university. Okay. And, uh, they, um, you know, they, they gave their whole presentation and mm-hmm. then we had had interviews. And, um, I remember my, because I had a friend who worked there, he had told me that the best job to apply for was a custodial host job because mm-hmm. you basically just, walk around your area, <laughs> sweep up trash and talk to people. Oh, that's so cool. That's what I applied for. That you had like an inside man to tell you how it was. Uh, yeah. What was their uh, presentation like? I mean, were they just trying to lure college kids to come come work or what was it like? Pretty much. They had the people from what I remember, uh, at least some of the people giving the presentation were from, they were college type age people mm-hmm. and they were from, the Northeast and they were kind of, I remember part of their spiel was that, you know, kind of joking about people in the Northeast feeling like everything's in the Northeast (laughs) and that, but Hey, you should go to Florida. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's what all the cool kids are doing. Yeah. Yeah, That kind of thing. Did, uh, did they have, uh, someone dressed up as Mickey on stage too? I I don't think so. I don't remember anyone in costume like that. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a little much for for college kids. Um, they they yeah. save that until the uh, the orientation. So, yeah. uh, how long after you uh, interviewed did you find out that you got the job? I don't really remember, but I don't think it was very long. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was uh, you know a couple days or something. Hey, that's good. <laughs> and when you found out that you got it, like, uh, what was your uh, feeling? I mean, were you like? static or were you just like cool i've got some work this summer what was it what was your feeling i was excited it sounded like a you know a cool way to spend the summer you know go do something different and meet Mm -hmm. new people yeah is that the appeal to sort of like get away from the the normal like go hang out in florida that sort of thing yeah and also you know as i said my friend uh who's a really good friend of mine had you know i'd been friends with him since first grade and he had moved down there so it was an opportunity to be living near him for a summer mm-hmm. be able to hang out whenever you know he's like come down here bro I'll introduce you to some princesses that sort of thing <laughs> <laughs> once you find out that you have it like do you have to get yourself down there do they pay to move you down there how does it work uh you had to get yourself down there uh-huh. uh and in my case i just i flew down mm-hmm. uh and i actually went down a little early and stayed with my friend for a week or so and hung out and then then he took me over there um, but I didn't even have a car the whole time I lived there, which is an experience in Central Florida. If you, uh, I think you, I think I listened to a lot of podcasts. I think that you lived there at one point. Oh yeah, I mean, I uh, my first park was Universal Orlando, uh, and I know that there's a uh, very little public transportation down there. So uh, yeah, you know, good for you. Hey, if you can make it work, I, I <laughs> applaud you. Uh, I think they did. They have the Lynx buses back then. Did they have that at least? They might have, but they had, I lived uh, because it was a college program. I uh-huh. lived on a property that was owned by Disney. Oh, right. 
And so they had shuttles, Mm -hmm. they had shuttles to the parks and then they had some occasional shuttles that went to like Walmart or Winn-Dixie or whatever. What was your first day of orientation like? Don't remember it that well. I know that it was, we went to traditions. Ah, that's it. Yep. And it was a couple days. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I remember we had to, I think we just said we had to give our background on ourselves and, Mm -hmm. you know, it was kind of funny because you go through this orientation and you meet a bunch of people right that you're like oh yeah you know you have lunch with them and everything and then after the orientation's over you like never ever see yeah, yeah. you're like let's be friends to the end and then you, yeah <laughs> and then that's it never again what was your first day in the park like as a custodian i'm trying to remember specifically i know i was a little like you know it was a little daunting mm. uh it was you know i was at mgm and my territory because uh, they they kind of broke it up into sections for the custodial people, and my territory was, and I'm forgetting the name of it now, the main street when you come into MGM. I think it's Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. I think the other one is Sunset, but it was that was my territory, and then also outside the gates, like uh, along the parking lot. Uh-huh. Uh, and I remember, you know, just being a little nervous about going on stage and la- being bombarded by this like you know mass of people, right. And was it like that? It was, uh, it was actually really, uh, it was a pretty cool job for the summer. I, I really, because they tell you in the specific training for custodial people, they tell you, yeah, your job is to sweep up and to take out the trash, but really your job is to be a cast member who's walking around that people can ask questions right. of. So um, real, I, I walked around with a little pan and swept things up, but mm-hmm most of my day was people asking me where things were or they needed help with something. How long did it take you to learn your way around? I mean, on your first day, were you just like bringing out the map and sort of figuring it out? Or did they drum that into your head before you ever set foot onto Disney property? I, I think I, it's, there was a little bit of a learning curve, you know, mm-hmm. I, but the good thing was there were other people around. I think in my area, I think I was the only college program person i worked with a bunch of adults ah. who were custodial people mm-hmm. who had been working there for a couple of years and so i could always reach out to one of them why do you think you were the only uh college aged uh janitorial person because i think that most college age people applying for a job wouldn't apply for the janitorial job right. because they didn't get the inside scoop that it's actually a good job <laughs> <laughs> you're right i mean i wouldn't think it what do they usually go for? Do you have any idea? I, I think people want to be involved in the rides and the attractions. Oh, yeah. You know? Yep. That makes sense. Overall, you would say it's uh, pretty chill for the most part. It is. I mean, you the they think because it's Florida mm. in the summer, they tell they tell you if you're you're working outside, if you need a drink, go get a drink. Mm-hmm. So I was free to go walk to the. I wasn't, you know stuck in one spot i was free to walk around and free to go backstage and get a glass of water anytime i wanted it was good it was a little it was florida in the summer Mm. so being outside all day it was it was hot oh i know brother i know uh, and i'm sure you know you've worked there you know what those custodial uniforms look like Mm -hmm. it's white with these pastel colors Mm -hmm. And in central Florida in the summer, it rains every afternoon. Mm -hmm. So every day I was walking around in a wet white uniform that becomes somewhat transparent at that point. (laughs) Oh, it's kind of funny. You'd think they would have like figured that out by now. Like you uh, would think so, like maybe Brown or something. Like someone calls into, I don't know, the custodial HQ and they're like, we can see through the uniforms like that. Ah, it's no big deal. Just uh, just let it go. It'll be fine for the next 10 years. So, yeah, that sounds pretty chill. Like you didn't have like a, you know, manager, supervisor breathing down your neck saying, you know, you have to hit, you know, point A, B, C, you know, within this time period or you just sort of roamed yeah. around and just swept up. Yeah. Yeah, my supervisor was the nicest guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was probably I don't know. He was he was probably like 25. you know, and, and just like a really chill guy. And we, uh, because I was in the front area, I shared the kind of break room with transportation people. Mm -hmm. 
and they were all really cool too. They were the people, you know, in the parking lot and everything. Uh, and it was just a like really nice group of people. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, cause I, I worked uh, in the parade at Disneyland and uh, man, those managers, they, <laughs> they were, were not cool. I'll tell you that <laughs> they, uh, you know, they have that whole like fake Disney. I've worked in the park for too long exterior and voice that goes with it. But like, I mean, I, I never really had too much problems, but I saw someone else. They're like, you know, why did you clock out at this time? And it was just, I will, I'll tell you my second time down there mm-hmm. was it's very different experience. I worked in, in a restaurant and that was much more of my experience working in a restaurant. Okay. All right. We will uh, get to there. Uh, but before, um, do you have any memorable stories, good or bad of, uh, working as a janitor at MGM studios? I would say the probably the most memorable story I have is, you know, as I said, normally my territory was the the front entrance, mm-hmm. but every once in a while they'd need me to fill in somewhere else and I'd be in a different area. And sure. there was a, one of those nights, I'm sure you, if you worked there, you had these where there was a company renting out the park. Oh yes. Yes. And so the park closed early mm-hmm. and I, my, I was, um, put in the sunset strip area, which is where the tower of terror was. Mm-hmm. And I just remember par- the park had been emptied. The people for the conference hadn't come yet. And I was cleaning inside the tower of terror by mm-hmm. myself. And it was super creepy. Like <laughs> I, <laughs> in, I was in the lobby of it. So, you know, cleaning up some stuff and it's designed to be creepy, but when you're not in a line with a hundred other people, you're just the only person in the room. It's, it's actually very creepy. I bet. Yeah. Uh, that, that was one, another thing that I always remember that was pretty crazy is, um, at MGM, they have these lights, uh, embedded in the sidewalk that mm-hmm. are kind of, you know, the, the old school lights that shine up at the trees. Sure. And, uh, we had a lightning strike one day that hit one of those lights and it wow. exploded Whoa. And, and there was like uh, glass and pieces of uh, metal all over the place. And I just, I got called over just to be a person to stand around while they got people to come fix it. Oh, I thought you were going to say they were like, get Lee over there to clean it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it did. But it was just really, uh, it was pretty crazy because yeah. the, the lightning in Florida is no joke, you know, no mm. joke. And it, uh, I mean, I remember like you could smell it. You could smell the ozone and Mm. it was just, uh, just kind of interesting. Wow. You didn't get any superpowers from it, did you? No. Oh, oh, too bad. (laughs) That'd be nice. Yeah. So how did things, uh, in for you, uh, as a janitor at MGM? Uh, let me guess, like the other college program ended. Is that how it went down? Yeah. College program Uh, ended and, uh, I, I went home. Yeah, I think uh, I think it was it was like Labor Day weekend, and I I took I had some time after my job ended. Me and the friend I was down visiting, you know, we went and hung out on Cocoa Beach for a weekend. That's cool. So at least you knew it was coming, so you could prepare. Uh, like, and what was the um, like mental? I mean, was it like devastating that you had to go back um, to Massachusetts, or were you just like, well, that was fun. Now back to work, or? No, it was, it was cool. I met, I met great people. I actually, um, I met the woman who would eventually become my wife. Oh, very uh, cool. Although we didn't, we were just friends at that time, mm-hmm. but, uh, that's how I met her. And, um, you know, it was, it was just a fun summer and I, we all knew when it was going to end. So, so there you go. So you just had one raging kegger and then that was it. pretty much, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but before we leave this job, I'm just curious, um, uh, did you ever have to clean up any puke? I, I would say, was there any days that I didn't have to clean up <laughs> any puke would be a better question. And in the, uh, custodial, you know, line of work, uh-huh. what they call it over the radio is a protein spill. Oh, I should know that by now. Other people have told uh, me that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and, uh, there, I forget the name of this stuff, but there's this like red sawdust. Mm like deodorizer stuff that right. you dump on it. And so it clumps up and sweep it up. So you became an expert at using that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thing too, being since the parking lot was part of my territory, mm-hmm. I had a lot of run-ins with fire ants. Oh, when I, 
changing the trash. Like mm. they'd start going up my arms and biting me. Oh no. That was, uh, that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So you went back to school. Um, and what brought you back to Disney world for round two? It's kind of, you know, it's kind of funny, but, uh, I had a dream one night Mm -hmm. that I was working there again and I woke up and I was like, you know, maybe I should look into like applying. And I went and like looked it up and they were coming to town to do their presentation that week. Whoa, trippy. So, uh, so I went and it was pretty easy. I think I, I don't remember the details, but I pretty much went and told them I had worked there already. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I got, got the job, uh, in, the, in that case, the, the good part was, uh, as part of the college program, you had to do these, uh, business seminars, mm-hmm. but because it was my second time, I didn't have to do those. That's cool. Uh, and I learned my lesson and I brought a car down there the second time. <laughs> Uh, so you drove uh, all the way down from Massachusetts to Florida? I did. And how long of a journey is that? Uh, it, it's a 24-hour drive, mm. but I turned it into a little road trip and took like five days to do it and stayed in a couple places on the way down. Nice, nice. What job did you apply for this time? Yeah, so I apply, I think I, because they list your job preferences, and I think I put uh, custodial host top, mm-hmm. you know, and, and me. I don't know what I put second, but I know I ended up working in a restaurant and the <laughs> restaurant was Pinocchio village house in Fantasyland. Okay. In the magic kingdom, uh, which is really funny. Uh, I went to Disney world when I was in second grade mm-hmm. and there's a picture of me on the Dumbo ride or waiting in line for the Dumbo ride or something in the background is Pinocchio village house Ooh. where I ended up working <laughs> years mm-hmm. later. That is just cosmic. Yeah. It's the interconnectedness so, of all things. Uh, you didn't have to go through traditions again, did you? I don't think so. I don't remember uh, doing it a second time. And so they just threw you over to Pinocchio's uh, village. And, and I mean, I guess, what, do you start at the bottom, like, as a busboy? How does it work? Yeah, well, so it's Pinocchio Village House is basically a fast food restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, the first, they... They, there's people who work in the front and people who work in the back mm-hmm. and the people in who work in the kitchen, I guess, get rotated through different jobs, but I was in this front staff mm-hmm. and there are three jobs for the front. There's the people who do the cash registers, the people who fill the orders and hand them to people and the people who clean the tables. Mm-hmm. And so the first half of the summer, I was a table busser. I was just cleaning tables all day. And then mm-hmm. the second half of the summer, I was behind the counter, uh, just serving up basically the drinks and stuff that were coming from the kitchen. Was this your first time working in a restaurant? Uh, no, it wasn't. I when I was in high school. I worked as a prep cook in an Italian restaurant. Okay. So busing tables was no problem for you. No, it, it, but it was, it, it's a very busy restaurant. Yeah. (laughs) During the, the lunch rush, uh, there, it would, it got, it would get like, you know, Mm -hmm pretty crazy and you would be like boy i sure wish i was a custodian again maybe yeah in the back of your mind you had a lot less freedom of movement as a oh, table I, busser i bet how did you like feel about the job were you disappointed that you get thrown into it or were you just like eh well this will this is just how it is for the next couple months i didn't like it as much as being a custodian but mm. it but it was you know it wasn't that big a deal like got along with people I worked with and, and, uh, it was, a, uh, you know, just it is it what job. it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was fine. Sure. I mean, so I guess you had to deal with, uh, people quite a bit on the reg. Um, yeah. Hungry every, people. Yeah. And, uh, how was that? Uh, not always great. Uh, huh. anyone stick out in your mind? Any interactions? Uh, yeah. I, you know, I, ha- I, uh, and again, maybe this is jumping ahead a little, but this is when I was working behind the counter as opposed mm-hmm. to as a busser. But mm-hmm. working behind the counter, you're you have no control over anything. You're just behind the counter, and you're waiting for the kitchen to p- pass things through the window. Mm-hmm. So you're just standing there waiting for stuff, and then you have angry people in line getting aggravated at you, and you're the person that they can vent to. Right. 
So I always remember this guy getting very upset about hot dogs because <laughs> the hot, I think he, you know, they just had finished a batch. And so he had to wait a couple minutes for some new hot dogs. And mm-hmm. he was dressed like an adult boy scout and he had a little scarf and everything. So, and, and I, I mean, just, was he actually like an Eagle Scout? Maybe? Uh, no, or? I don't. I think it's just how he was dressed. Oh. But he, was, <laughs> he was getting very testy about these hot uh-huh. dogs. And I just remember looking at him and just thinking, man, you, if you could see yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's great. Oh my gosh. Eventually he got his hot dog and he cooled off or. Yeah, he got his hot dogs and then, you know, he went away. Uh, but I had some experiences of, uh, that, that were kind of funny. Also, um, I remember when I worked as a busser, there was this, uh, there was a German guy who was there and he was trying to ask me something, but he, he didn't speak any English. And so he was just speaking in German to me and gesturing. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying to understand, he's pointing at the toppings bar and I was trying to understand if maybe he was asking what the toppings bar was. So I was mm-hmm. trying to explain it with, you know, hand gestures. Um, but I, was saying things in English. And I just remember he, at one point looks at him and he goes, no English, Germany, boy. Oh, Germany? <laughs> Germany, boy. Oh my gosh. That's, but he, he doesn't know how to say, he doesn't know how to speak English, but he knew how to say that. That's funny. Yeah. That was I mean, the one thing he knew how to say. Wow. Well, what do you say to that? Not, not too much yeah. or not much that he would understand. <laughs> right. Oh man. Well, too bad. It was the, what it, what was it? it was the nineties, right? So you didn't have your uh, smartphone on you to translate things for you. No, I didn't. And I was very, you know, I was uh, really, I was trying to spend that summer working on my Spanish mm-hmm. and I, I worked with a lot of people who spoke Spanish sure. and I was trying to, I, I, it's something that I, I've tried to work on over the years. And, and so I got pretty good at giving directions and answering questions in Spanish over that summer, which was great. But then you throw German at me, I'd just, <laughs> I'm at a right. loss. Yeah. I think most of us probably would be. So any other uh, fun stories uh, about your time at Pinocchio's Village? Maybe the most memorable time that I had there was that there was a night I was, I, I usually closed mm-hmm. and, you know, Magic Kingdom is open the latest of the parks. So it was, I forget what time it was, 11 or something that it would close. And uh, I there was one night where my boss needed me to bring something to one of the offices in the front of the park. Mm-hmm. So I actually got to drive, drive or ride in one of those, the carts that they have in the Utilidor mm-hmm. under the magic kingdom. And I, and it was great cause it was like kind of later in the evening. Mm-hmm. It was really quiet going through these industrial corridors under the park. And I just remember coming up, at the right by the front entrance uh, by Main Street, and there was like hardly anybody around. It was mm-hmm. just dark and very quiet, and it it was kind of neat because I felt like it was a uh, view of the park that nobody sees who doesn't work there. Sure, you know, it was uh, it was just it was kind of nice. Like while you were on that golf cart or whatever you want to call it, uh, going through those underground corridors. Did you happen to notice where like Walt Disney's frozen corpse was? <laughs> no. <laughs> Cause I have a theory. I don't think it's in Disneyland. I think it's in Disney world, which is why they have those corridors, but that's just, that's just me. I don't know. So uh, do they, they don't have them in Disneyland. Nope. No, no. That's old school over here, man. Disneyland is so small. Like, I can't believe people pay the money they do to go to it. It feels like half a park to me, but I'm from the Florida parks, So, you know, uh, maybe someone who's never been there doesn't really know what they're missing. Yeah. I was always kind of curious about it. I, I've only been to the parks in Florida. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, even the, the universal here is also feels like half a park. Um, but I mean, oh, really? they were the first parks, So, I mean, they've got that going for them, like historical value. Plus with universal, you've got the, um, studio tour uh, where you might see a celebrity even though no one ever does 
how did things end for you at uh, Pinocchio's Village? Pretty much the same way. Uh, it was well, a one a one difference uh, for me. I, it did end pretty much the same way with, uh, from what I remember, mm-hmm. probably a lot of drinking with my roommates. Yes, uh, and uh, but I also uh, had started dating one of my coworkers mm-hmm. at Pinocchio Village House, and she was also in the college program, and she left before I did and went back to school in Indiana. Mm-hmm. And so I left Orlando and I drove to Indiana nice. to visit her. Uh, so I did this whole triangle. I had driven from Boston to Orlando. I drove from Orlando to Northwest Indiana and then from Northwest Indiana back to Boston. So it was a, a lot of driving, but it was a, it was a really cool trip. And that drive proved to, her that you were the man for her and then you guys got married is that how it went uh no that was actually no, that was a different girl uh, yeah that oh, we oh. we dated for a short time and broke uh-huh. up uh uh-huh. and then my the friend i had made my first year there who i stayed in touch with for many years mm-hmm. uh we ended up getting together and, and eventually getting married that's cool yep i mean uh, that's how i mean she wasn't working at a theme park but that's how i met my wife while i was working at a theme park as well so oh. <laughs> the story i've heard over and over again that's how my parents met also working at a really? theme park yep for sure like after that you never worked at a theme park again huh yeah i didn't work at a theme park again after that i did have um at least at the time when i worked there the one of the like benefits they gave you is they gave you these uh park hopper passes that were 24 hour park, ho- park hopper passes. Mm-hmm. My first year, they never, they were passes that never expired. Ooh, nice. My second year, they were passes that expired in, I don't know, a year or something. Mm-hmm. And so the ones I got the second year expired before I ever used them. But the ones I got the first year, I hung on to them and used them like 13 years later, <laughs> I was down in Florida uh-huh. uh, with my wife and I had two of them and, and we, so it was, it was new year's or the day before new year's or something. We went to Epcot. I think that's the last time that I have been to a Disney park. It was about 10 years ago. So uh, what's this? I hear you wrote some sort of a college paper uh, comparing uh, Disney to Scientology. I did. I, it, it was a long time ago, but mm. it, my senior thesis, uh, I, I went to design graphic design school and we had to do a senior thesis that was about design mm-hmm. and, or marketing. And I, my thesis, I chose to basically compare the ways that Scientology and Disney promote themselves. Um, and at, at the time I I've always kind of been fascinated by cults. And oh, stuff. me too. Uh, me too. <laughs> but also and I had just worked at Disney and, and this was in the time when celebration that their planned community was coming up. Oh, and I've I been had there. Al- yep. We've been there. Yep. And I, and I also um, had just, you know, spent these summers living on a Disney property where you're in a situation that your housing is contingent on your employment. So mm-hmm. if anything happened and you were to get fired, you would also like, within 24 hours, like be kicked out of where you live. Wow. So, uh, so I just saw a lot of similarities with, uh, and, and, you know, I, it was, like I said, this is something I was doing in college, but, but I saw some similarities with the way, uh, Scientology tried to kind of control all facets of people's lives and try to put this very positive, enthusiastic spin on things um, that I felt I got a lot from Disney, including the business seminars I took when I was in the college program. Mm-hmm. They were the very, you know, motivational poster type of business class that, you know, I, I just, I'm very skeptical of those kinds of things. And I, I kind of saw a connection there. Oh yeah. I, um, I definitely feel that. I remember for, uh, we had, a, it wasn't an orientation. I think it was like a, I don't know, yearly like meeting, if you will, for uh, entertainment at Disneyland. And like all the uh, like supervisors and managers, like 
they would get up and they would sound like uh, Tony Robbins or one of them oh, sounded yeah. like Robin Williams. Uh, and it was just, <laughs> it was all just so like uh, motivating and energetic. And I mean, at that point I had already been, I'd already worked at quite a few theme parks. So a lot of that stuff didn't really work on me. And I was just like, you're so excited. Like, why can't you pay us more? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but no one dare ask that question. Do you have that paper hidden somewhere? I think I do. Mm-hmm. I, I, in my portfolio somewhere in my basement. Yeah. Um, but, it, but it, yeah, it's, it's funny. I just remember like when I was taking the business classes, you know, Disney has this whole thing that you have to be clean shaven. Right. Mm-hmm. And I had, I, had facial hair for most of my life, but obviously I was clean shaven when I worked there. But I remember one day I had to go to my business seminar and, you know, I got up, I just had to hurry out the door. I had shaved the day before. I don't, my facial hair doesn't grow super fast. Mm -hmm. And so I went to the thing. I'm not interacting with the public. It's just a class. Mm -hmm. I'm in my dressy shirt and pants and tie. And the guy sent me back to my apartment to go shave. Oh man. And I was just like, do I really need to shave to just listen to a video about like motivating employees? I don't understand why they are. I mean, I guess it's just, you must enforce our rules under no circumstances should the rules not be enforced because I have a story as well that involves shaving. Um, So my one time working at Disney was here in Disneyland working uh, as a parade performer. I was Sully in the Pixar parade, blah, 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 whatever. Um, and basically I was the, the fill-in guy. Like the other guys had been there much longer and whenever they wanted a day off, like they would, uh, I would get scheduled to work. So I wasn't even working there all that much. And I think I got called in maybe the day of, and um, I just maybe hadn't even worked. It'd been maybe even a month since the last time I worked there and I guess I didn't even think about it. And I just uh, went to work and uh, nobody said anything about the fact that I hadn't, you know, I didn't do the the super close shave. Uh, We went through our warm ups. We went through the opening meeting. Uh, The parade was set up uh, and I was about to go grab like my costume. And a a guy, a manager was like, just like with you, he's like, you have to shave. And I'm like... (laughs) Um, I'm like, well, I don't have anything to do that. It's like, you don't have razors in your backpack. And I'm just in the back of my mind. I'm like, these other guys who work regularly might, but like, I'm never even here hardly. Yeah. So I don't know. He gave me some plastic disposable, whatever. And I went and shaved and because of the shaving rule, or if you want to, I mean, I'll take the blame or because of me not shaving like the, I think we were a few minutes late starting the parade. Like, that, that just boggles my mind. Like, and you, you were, what's that? You're Sully. You were Sully, right? So you're yeah. wearing. Oh yeah, a, I mean, I'm wearing a shag carpet basically in California yeah. weather. No one's going to see my face. But I mean, uh, why are they so against facial hair? I just don't understand. It's so, it's so bizarre, and yeah. they, it, and for me, it's like you know, what well, if you you know you were in Florida also like that hot, humid weather, mm. shaving every single day. Right. It gets very unpleasant with the hot weather, you know? And sure. like, so if I didn't have to shave, I didn't shave. And, and like, I, I just thought it was crazy. I'm, I'm still, the seminars I was going to were in the apartment complex I lived in. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't even go, I wasn't going out anywhere. <laughs> wow. It just was, it was just really strange to me. That is strange. I wish, I don't know, someone needs to dig deep and find out why Disney has such an aversion to facial hair. I just, I don't know. I, and I, I've wondered too, if it's, if they've, they've changed it all. I, I, when I worked there, the, the, uh, the code for your hair was so strict. Right. And I know I've heard that they've relaxed it somewhat. I know mm-hmm. like, I know women are allowed to have braids, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but like, I, I remember reading that book, the, the employee handbook right. and like, seeing the section where they were showing, you know, how much like eyeshadow you could wear. Yeah. Um, and, and where, uh, you know, your sideburns had to end and right. like all, so specific. I know. I'm like, I'm like, man, I became, you know, an artist so I can, 
you know, do whatever I want with my hair. And at Universal, they if you're a performer who isn't seen by the people, like they don't care. Like people had all kinds of wacky haircuts and crazy beards and stuff like at least in Universal Orlando they did at the time when I was there. But uh but yeah, back to the whole uh Disney is like Scientology thing. I feel like the cult is even worse out here in like Anaheim because I could see that. Yeah, and in fact I used to, when I was there, like the few times I went through the park, like with my friend, I would uh, see people wearing these like vests. And apparently there's like gangs of people. I guess they're all from the same area or something. And they wear like a vest with patches on it to show where they're from. So it's basically like <laughs> Disney gangs. It's like, uh, like a biker gang or, or the warriors even <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and like, I wanted to. I don't know. I would like to interview one of them just to see what that whole thing is about. But yeah. And also uh, just a few weeks ago, we were out at this outlet mall, mm, not too far from Anaheim, but pretty far. And, you know, everything's still pretty locked down out here. They can only have so many people in stores and stuff. But you look at the Disney store and they've got a line around the building of people waiting to go in it. It's just so crazy. Yeah. That's the other thing that I, you know, I think inspired me with this idea on the, on the other end, not really on the employee end, but I don't think until I worked there, I don't think I realized that there are these people who are so into Disney as customers, you know? Uh, I mean, I, growing up, I, I went there, you know, I knew a lot of people I knew went there and, People watch Disney movies, like Disney movies, you mm -hmm. know, but then I met these people talking about how, you know, when they started working there, the first time they saw a character with their head off backstage was traumatizing. And I'm like, really? So oh, like, yeah. Did you think it was really the character? I know. It's, but, I just don't understand that either. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's so weird to me. Yeah, there were two. I mean, when I went through traditions, I was like 30 plus. And when um, I went through, I don't know, four, maybe five days. And when you get down to the fifth day, it's just a tradition for entertainment. So it was like me and like a couple of like, I don't know, 19 year old dancer girls. And they took us down to costuming. And like, like two of the girls were like freaking out about the headless characters or whatever. And I was just like, just fabric like what <laughs> i mean what do you like you were said did you did you think they were real like I, it's weird i mean i don't even think when i was in second grade when i went there i don't think i thought that they were real i think i thought there were people in costumes i don't know i can't remember like what age it is when you start questioning everything but uh you know, I'll play along. I mean, I play along now as an adult because, I mean, I respect mascot work because I used to do it. Um, sure. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm and I'll even to the to the person in there, I will play along and not be like, I know you're a real person in there <laughs> like because that doesn't help anyone out like saying that. But but, you know, when you're a couple of adults and you're about to start a job, it's like it's like, come on. I know it's, it's really strange. It's, mm -hmm. it's funny. I always thought with the uh, characters that the, the villains seem to be the most fun characters. Well, I've never really gotten to play a villain, but that's for people that I've interviewed on this show. That's what they say. Yeah. I always, I remember being somewhere in the park one time and seeing Jafar mm -hmm. and it was it was awesome. It was like some kid gave him like one of the autograph books to sign mm -hmm. and he signed it and he just threw it on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the closest I got to that was, I mean, basically I got to make fun of people all day as a uh, donkey. Did they have donkey at universal when you were, when you went? Uh, they, I, they, I guess they must have, but I don't remember seeing him. Well, I mean, it's like a puppet in a, in a box, basically an animatronic puppet. And, uh, the voice hooked up some speakers. So if you were to go up to donkey, you know, there'd be a dude like me behind you, like talking to you and making fun of your shirt and, uh, your haircut and, uh, that sort of thing. And like, I did that for like three or four years and that was the best gig. Cause I got to stay 
inside in the air condition and uh, just make fun of people all day. And it was great. Yeah, that's pretty nice. So just a few uh, fun theme park questions. Um, what is your favorite theme park to go to as a guest? Uh, I would say Epcot. Mm-hmm. I really, I, the first time I went to Disney world as a kid, I just, I really, I loved science as a kid and I loved things about the future and Epcot was really pretty new at the time. And I, it was so exciting to me. And then I loved the lands, you know, uh, and, and even going back there as an adult, it's just, I don't know. There's something about Epcot. That's kind of, it's cool. I don't know. I love Mexico. The Mexico land is awesome. Did you ever get a chance to do the uh, international like drink around the world thing? Oh, the, no, I never did. But I, there was a big thing when I, I people I knew down there who turned twenty one while we were down there did would do that. Uh, what's your favorite ride? I think probably the Tower of Terror. Mm-hmm. I uh, I. That's actually the first time I talked to my wife was in line for the Tower of Terror. So it has good <laughs> memories. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's also, I just, it's just a cool ride. I, I love the Twilight Zone and I love the whole theming behind it. So uh, I assume you haven't been on it since they turned it into Guardians of the Galaxy? or No. Nah. Well, I know they, that's what they did to it here in Disneyland. I'm, I think they did it in Disney World too. I'm not sure. I haven't. It it kind of bums me out. I saw that they did that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people feel that way about uh, Back to the Future at Universal because they turned it into the Simpsons ride, which. Oh, I've been on both. Me too. I love both. Like, I mean, it was a weird like when I showed up at Universal and I I didn't even realize they were changing it. And I'm like, no, Back to the Future. And I was like, oh, but the Simpsons. I'm like, this could be interesting. But uh, so you had been to the other parks as well, though, like Universal and. Yeah, I've been to Universal a couple of times. I actually Universal is the most recent theme park I've been to. Uh, My wife and I took a trip down there a couple of years ago and went to I think we went to both Universal parks and uh, Islands of Adventure. Yeah. And it was because when I when I lived down there, Islands of Adventure was brand new. Right. I didn't I didn't go there that that time Mm -hmm. Uh, and i had been to universal in i think 1995 maybe and it was it was cool but it also there was a like big areas of the park that had like it felt like nothing right right (laughs) i remember that i think i think i maybe the first time i went to universal was possibly around that time as well and yeah it was just kind of a it was very wide open uh room for improvement i guess and uh but yeah, Islands of Adventure, man, I love that park so much, especially Marvel Island. Like the superheroes that look like they're from the comics and not like they've got the movie ones at Disneyland. And I'm just like, I don't want the movie ones. I want the comics. I think I went on the Spider-Man ride. Oh, so that. good. I love that ride yeah, so good. much. And it's the only one. It's like they don't have that at any other universals. It's like only there in Orlando. I Oh, really? Yeah, I want to go back so bad. So do you ever, would you ever consider working at a theme park again, given the proper circumstances? I mean, maybe if I was retired or something, I I don't, it has, it's pretty far removed from uh, what I do now. I'm a Mm -hmm. web developer, Mm -hmm. so I, it's not, it's not involved i'm not involved with interacting with the public but you could design a website for disney or universal or six sure. flags so that would count that i could do yeah <laughs> yeah but working theme in the park i don't I, I like interacting with people but you don't really want to be sweating in the hot florida sun anymore because i know i don't I, <laughs> yeah i would say if i worked in the theme park in my retirement i would prefer to work in a different climate than florida <laughs> Yeah, I hear that. Um, although, if you work as a mascot or an entertainment, when that rain comes out, you go inside and you still get paid. Are there any parks that you haven't been to that you'd like to visit? Uh, I mean, I it, it's funny. My wife and I watched this whole documentary on Disney Plus about all the different parks mm-hmm. before uh, a few months ago, and they... It was really interesting seeing the uh, Disney Disneyland Tokyo mm-hmm. and Disneyland Paris, and I'd be really curious to see those parks. But at the same time, I find myself 
when I think about that, I'm like, if I ever go to the trouble to go visit Japan, I don't know that visiting Disneyland is going to be very <laughs> on the list of stuff to do. Lee, thank you so much for sharing your journey here on Theme Park Legends. Yeah, thank you. Big thanks to Lee for taking the time to talk to us about his journey. Normally, I would encourage Lee to barricade his door for when Disney sends their goons after him. <laughs> but right now, the mouse has much bigger problems to worry about and probably has already fired all their goons along with most of their workforce. <laughs> and that's going to do it for today's episode. Make sure you check out raycantsleep.com, inebriart.com, oh, and the newly created themeparklegends.com. And if you dig what we do here, then please tell your friends, leave a review, and if you've ever worked in a theme park, dinner theater, cruise ship, or even the county fair, I'd love to have you on this show. And don't forget to join me next time as I continue to unearth even more The Park Legends! Thanks for listening to the Theme Park Legends podcast. Make sure you retrieve all belongings while exiting the car. Should you forget anything or have any questions or comments, make sure you reach out to us on social media. And remember, have a legendary day. Ah.